Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Welcome to the free version of the Michael Savage podcast, and I'm going to keep it free for all of you. But there are many of you who would love to be able to listen to my show without any ads. I love ads, but many of you want to listen to the podcast free of ads. So we created something for you, a solution. We call it the Savage Premium. For less than the price of one flat, tasteless beer at your local bar, you can receive access to all of my podcasts going back years ad-free for just $3.99. That's at $3.99 a month. You'll get not only my ad-free podcast, but you will also occasionally receive access to material that is exclusive for members only, and I'm going to give you the list in a minute of what you've, what you've missed. You're going to get an occasional monologue from me, maybe a reading from one of my novels, sneak peeks of interviews before anyone else hears them, archive pieces dating back to 1994. Many things that come up, you're going to get exclusive access to Michael Savage material. Details can be seen on my website, michaelsavage.com, and if you want to join... All you got to do is go to glow.fm and search Savage Premium. That's glow.fm and search Savage Premium. Now, you will always have access to my free weekly podcast. I want to be clear about that. That's my promise to you. But if you want less ads and more Savage, join the Savage Premium Club today and never miss a spoken word of mine. It's glow.fm slash Savage Premium. You can find it on michaelsavage.com. And here's some of the stuff that you have missed so far. Michael Savage reading from his best-selling novel, Countdown to Mecca. My words, my voice. Savage reads from one of his lost journals, Fiji, 1968. Savage's first drive-time show, Hour One. My interview with the Jewish gangster, very popular. I uh, read from my first written, published article, Who Was at the Helm, from 1965. It's heard nowhere but on my premium site. I read passages from my novel, Abuse of Power. Uh, We replayed Fat Al's Tuna. My Savage show from 324.94, the earliest show in the archive, 324.94. My interview with Donald Trump from 110.2011. 110.2011, while Mark Levin was mocking him and Sean Hannity was mocking him uh, and the others were mocking him, I was interviewing Trump. Much more. And remember, subscribers also get ad-free podcasts every week. The cost is less than a beer at a bar, and you get a better buzz with, with the Savage Premium. So go to, go to glow.fm slash Savage Premium for full access to ad-free podcasts and exclusive sound you'll not hear anywhere else. Thank you very much. Welcome to the Michael Savage Podcast. Look, you all heard about the January 6th tapes that were released by uh, Tucker Carlson. 
We're going to speak with Miranda Devine about what really happened. As you know, Miranda is a very famous New York Post columnist and Fox News contributor. She was born in Queens, New York, yay, and grew up in Tokyo and Sydney and attended Northwestern University in Chicago. She calls herself a reformed mathematician and mother of two, currently living in New York with her husband. But Miranda will be asked, and I'm sure she will tell, why the outrage from people like Schumer scolding Speaker McCarthy for sharing the footage? Last night, millions of Americans tuned in to one of the most shameful hours we have ever seen on cable television. With contempt for the facts, disregard of the risks, and knowing full well he was lying, lying to his audience, Fox News host Tucker Carlson ran a lengthy segment last night arguing the January 6th Capitol attack was not a violent insurrection. By diving deep into the waters of conspiracy and cherry-picking from thousands of hours of security footage, Mr. Carlson told the bold-faced lie that the Capitol attack, which we all saw with our own eyes, was somehow not an attack at all. He tried to argue it was nothing more than a peaceful sightseeing tour. Can you imagine? A nonviolent demonstration, a perfectly fine and appropriate instance of people expressing their opinion. I, so many others who were here in the Capitol, and millions and millions of Americans are just furious with Tucker Carlson and Kevin McCarthy today. Vermin in the media like, well, do I have to mention their names screaming and yelling that it was wrong to release the footage? You know, and I know why they're screaming. It's because they were found out. Now, of course, it's not limited to the demon cats. Across the aisle on the other side with the war profiteers and warmongers like McConnell, they're screaming just as loudly. So, my friend, here we are. And now I introduce with the roll of the drums. Miranda Devine of the New York Post on the Michael Savage podcast. So we'll begin. I, I gave the big introduction already, and I have a couple of questions to kick it off. If you got a few minutes for me. Sure. Chuck Schumer slamming Rupert Murdoch and yeah. Fox News following Tucker Carlson's January 6th report, actually accusing Carlson of manipulating the footage and scolding Speaker McCarthy for sharing the footage. I've seen everything in my career in radio and television and whatever. This sounds like out of the Soviet Union, like, how dare you show what actually happened? Yeah. You I agree? Mean, it, it, it's extraordinary how the Democrats who are constantly going on and accusing Republicans of being semi-fascist, that's Joe Biden's term, and constantly obsessed about authoritarianism and fascism creeping in through the MAGA Republicans. They are the ones who are acting like fascists and authoritarians. Well, that's who they are. But that's who they are. They know they know the game from Queens, New York, which is <laughs> the best defense is a good offense and always accuse your enemy of what you yourself are doing. Yeah, this is what the Democrats have been doing as far as I can remember. But I've never seen this level of discontent amongst them, Miranda. So that leads me to the to the question of why are they so upset? Well, I think for the last two years, uh, they have had the entire apparatus of Washington 
at their disposal. Every single, single bureaucracy, every seat of power, uh, it's all been their way. And they have crafted a series of false narratives, which, because they also control the media, their media lapdogs have just happily parroted. And, you know, they've destroyed people's reputations. They've created a, a situation where I think half of America believes that the January 6th Capitol riot in 2021 was the worst attack on democracy since the Civil War. That's Joe Biden's words. Um, worse than Pearl Harbor. I have to laugh because... Yeah, certainly it wasn't pleasant to watch the idiots breaking the windows and, and breaking. And I, I, I was appalled when I watched it. Yeah, of course. Everyone. Was. But everyone seems to forget that in 1951 or 52, a group of Puerto Rican nationalists. Yeah. This didn't come out at all. Actually killed congressmen in the gallery. How come that's not been discussed? Well, I mean, look, it has been. Um, I, I mentioned it in a column once because Joe McBride, who's one of the um, heroes of, of this entire saga, one of the few. He's a lawyer who's acting for about six of the J6 defendants. Um, he, he actually pulled that together and all the other attacks on the Capitol, bombings and so on. And he, um, compiled them in one of his, um, court, uh, filings and uh, put it on the public record. Um, but I mean, as far as I know, I, I think I'm the only person, at least in mainstream media, who picked that up. Um, Unbelie it's, just, it's unbelievable. What, what, there's no history? It, it goes down the memory hole. And also they lie. So they say, um, you know, it was a deadly insurrection, the Capitol riot. Um, it, I mean, A, it was not an insurrection. And B, it, it wasn't deadly to anyone except Ashley Babbitt and the other Trump supporters who died, um, you know, from, well, I mean, either natural causes or from being beaten up by mm. cops. Um, I, I don't know the truth of all that, but but what we do know is that Ashley Babbitt was shot, this unarmed small woman was shot by a Capitol Police officer. And having just lived through, you know, a, a couple of years or a year anyway, where um, any cop who, who harmed the hair on the head of any a black person was immediately hung, drawn and quartered. And here you have an unarmed woman shot dead by a black police officer and everything, the entire system goes into overdrive to hide his identity, to ensure that he doesn't, um, you know, get a full investigation. And, and just it gives the impression that the whole thing was just swept under the rug and Ashley Babbitt's life meant nothing to anybody. He was an African-American officer who worked for who? He was a Capitol Police guy. He worked for Nancy Pelosi. Oh, exactly. quick to quick on the draw. Mm -hmm. And where is he? Is he hiding on a military base? Is that true? Oh, I haven't heard that. I don't think so. Why would he have to hide? No, I'm sorry. I guess I I guess I'm watching too many conspiracy theories <laughs> in my head. But you look, Miranda, I you're very brave. And Tucker's great. And I watched his release the first night and the second and I saw you appear. But something odd happened. Coverage of these alarming and groundbreaking tapes has been scant even on Fox News. I hardly see it the next day. It was almost disappeared in the New York Post. It was dropped 
to below the headline. It wasn't a lead story after a day. And yet these tapes, to me, are about the most mind-breaking things I've seen in my lifetime. Uh, look, I, I've had people contact me today um, with this crazy theory that Fox has lent on Tucker Carlson to stop him from reporting any more of the tape. And that's just ridiculous. It's, you know, the way I see it is this is just pure news value. So, you know, Tucker's people, his team spent two weeks, they looked through the footage, they quickly sorted out what was the important part of the footage. They chose a couple of lies or a few lies. They had five different stories, five lies told by the January 6th committee, the most important ones, Sick Nick, uh, they, Jacob Chansley. You know, they, you have to be specific when you're doing news stories. Um, and they had the evidence to back that up. They looked at a couple of other stories. There wasn't no, there, there really wasn't evidence that they could see on the footage that, that could rebut those lies. So they chose the best stories. They aired them over two nights, uh, devoted two stories to those. And no doubt they will go continue to use those tapes as, as reference later on. But if you are running a, you know, like I write my column, I can't write about the same thing column after column after no, column. I not. just can't. And because people will stop reading me. Uh, it's the same 100% true. So you have to, you know that, as a, as a journalist, you, you have to balance. Please don't insult um, me. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> as a broadcaster, as a, as a, a man of letters. Opinionated um, SOB. <laughs> well, but also as someone who um, is, you know, you, you are saying and doing what you're doing in order to capture an audience and have the audience listen to what you have to say. You won't have an audience if you bore them rigid going down one rabbit hole. Not everybody no. thinks this is the most interesting. So I think, yeah. you know, it's it's not up to Tucker Carlson. That that material, McCarthy has it and he can give it to other people. He's making it available to all the defendants. And I just think there's one thing. People should be careful what they wish for because there is this vile group called the Sedition Hunters. Oh. They're, they're Antifa-style leftists. And what they've been doing since the beginning, since January 6th, the moment it ended, they perceived, as Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats did, that this was a huge boon to them. They then started scouring video and, and, and zooming in on faces. They are one of the major sources for the FBI when they've gone targeting um, Trump supporters. Uh, the sedition hunters, are vet, they've been working hand in glove with the FBI. If you just dump this 41,000 hours of surveillance footage out there in the public, the sedition hunters are going to be there scouring that footage for more people to victimise, more people to put in front of the FBI. It will never end. So, you know, I don't know what people expect. Um, you know, there's no magic bullet. There's a lot of other footage. There's, will, um, But will this footage be used as a defence? Because the uh, people who were accused and in prison had no defense, basically. They were just the Jacques It was a kangaroo yeah. court out of Stalin's Russia. One way street, no opposition, no debate, no nothing. Will this be used by their attorney to defend them? Well, um, yeah, Joe McBride, I talked to who has the six uh, clients. He said that this is going to be grounds for, um, you know, a retrial. It's going to be uh, really, you know, 
yeah, a real or, trial. Wouldn't that be weird in America? Oh, my God. How are we going to have a real trial? McConnell is liable to fall down another flight of stairs. <laughs> God forbid. Well, and also Jacob Chansley's uh, the, the so-called QAnon shaman that uh, Tucker <laughs> concentrated on the go with the mask, face paint and the funny hat. Um, his lawyer also has said to Jonathan Turley that, uh, yes, this is going to be um, uh, grounds for an appeal. Um, but, I mean, the problem is Jacob Chansley's already been in jail. He's had almost a four-year sentence. He's been in jail now for two years he or so. Um, and so how, how do you get that life back? Well, you, you know, know this will go on for two, two more years yeah. of a trial. He'll be yeah. probably out of jail by then. What is he yeah. going to then sue the government? Good luck. Yeah. And also sue the government. So what? He, he, this is a, a, a naval veteran. He's got PTSD. He's been brutalized unbelievably in that D.C. gulag. There, I don't understand this. I don't. Un beyond belief. I don't understand this, but it frightens well, I do. Me. They're deplorable. And the Democrats, yeah. the elites hate them. They, they hate them in this visceral. They're white, uh, poor people. And oh, I'm sorry. Why was I not seeing? Well, they're cannon fodder to them to be used on minefields and, of course, to be used for political minefields over political minefields as well. And also to destroy and to steal their children and corrupt their children. Michael Savage, a host like no other. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-whim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Miranda, you know, this is a crazy off the wall observation. And I, I have to run it by you because you're so flexible mentally. If you don't want to answer, <laughs> we can delete it. By the way, that's the beauty of podcasting. And I love more than radio. If you say, you know what? I don't want that run. Here it is. Nancy Pelosi, uh, Paul Pelosi, the attack by the lunatic. There's still questions that remain, such as where were the police that night? Why was the SFP pulled? Where were the Capitol Police that were watching? None of them were around. It was out of the Godfather when they pulled the police away from the hospital so the assassin could enter the hospital. Remember that? So, yes. wait a minute. So, I'm putting two and two together in a weird, like, novelistic way. I'm writing a conspiracy novel in my mind. <laughs> What's going on here? Was she sent a message by people in Washington who felt she was too much of a liability for the Democrat Party, that she become too, too crazy, too vocal, too provocative, and they wanted to shut up and got rid of? No, I, I just think it's much simpler than that. I think, you know, that they live in San Francisco. It's one of the dirtiest, most disgusting, degenerate, decayed <sighs> cities Please, in Miranda, the Democrat it's not in that big. It's, it's great in certain places, especially on Pacific Heights where she lives. Yeah, but there's still crazy people like the guy who lives in a bus with BLM and, and you know, LGBT. How did he get there, though, everywhere. Miranda? There's no there's footage of drugs. Miranda, there's no footage of him arriving at that house. 
It was nighttime. He's walking at the dark. Okay, fine. There's no footage of an ambulance leaving the house. Look, I just always like to go with the simplest solution, and that is she lives in a crime-ridden city with crazy drug addict people um, off their heads. <laughs> um, she She's a horrible person. Her husband is, um, you know, I mean, he's a man's man. He does not want to have... Um, he has a private life. He does not want to have police breathing down his uh, neck all the time. He's also an older man. He's woken up in the middle of the night by this crazy guy and he's trying to talk him down. When you listen to the phone calls, to me, it just it's all of a par with a man who's woken up. He's taken a little minute to just assess this situation. He's a little bit older. A little bit, he's probably taken sleeping pills. As a lot of older men do, um, he's a little bit befuddled and he's at the same time trying to save his own life. So he's being friendly with this guy. He's calling him my friend. No, no, he's he was tough to as nails. Him. I couldn't take a hammer to the head and survive it. But Miranda, Miranda, please. He had no burglar alarm in, in the, on the glass in a house like that. It was like Fort Knox. Why didn't an alarm well, go off? Listen, a lot of people live in a house. I, I, I shouldn't say this, but no. I. I, 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 no, I, not where I live now, but where I once lived, um, <laughs> we used to leave the doors unlocked. You're talking you know? about another time in America, once upon a time in America. I think a movie was done by that title. All right, we'll move on, Miranda Devine. We'll go back to this story that will not go away, although it's been buried already. McConnell, you write that the Democrats have dreaded this expose. Schumer, we know what he is. He would have been very happy working for uh, Joseph Stalin. But Mitch McConnell actually condemned the release of the videos. Why him? What has he got to lose? Well, that is what really pricked up my ears and and set my radar going. Mm. Because I thought he could have just kept his mouth shut. Why would he give a gift like that to the Democrats right at the moment they need it? They're panicking. They're desperate. They do not want this video to come out. They want Tucker to shut up because they know that he's going to demolish the narrative and the lies they've been telling for two years. And it's a crucial lie because it, it was probably what won them the midterms. It's all they have to run on in oh. 2024 is to demonize the other side and call them fascists and, you know, all the other it's things. Insurrectionists, right. We're all insurrectionists. Yeah. And just extremists and crazies and danger to democracy, et cetera. And half the country believes that. And if we realise that January 6th was just a riot, then all of that goes away. So they are desperate. Why would McConnell help them in their hour of need so deliberately? Well, the only reason I can think of, maybe you can think of another reason, is that he knows that he was complicit <laughs> that day in leaving the Capitol Police unprotected, in allowing that protest to become... A, a you know a, a messy violent riot where the capital was overrun. He that that shouldn't have happened. There were some, like we were expecting a million people to go to Washington DC that day, a million Trump supporters. I think there were several hundred thousand at least, right. and they were all converging on the capital where they had a legitimate license to actually um, hold a rally on the grounds of the capital on a grassy area that was all legitimate and had a permit. So they were coming down there. It was known for, for many weeks that this was going to happen. Um, and 
Steve Sund, who the, was the Capitol Police Chief, fired by Pelosi immediately. He had been begging to have uh, National Guard back him up, begging for days, always rejected. And on the very day, he was begging again. Now, who is he begging? He has to beg the sergeant arms for the House and for the Senate. The sergeant arm for the House is controlled by Nancy Pelosi. For the Senate, the sergeant arms is controlled by McConnell. Mm. Now, what Sund has told me is that that always McConnell's guy would defer to Pelosi's guy. So he would go to Pelosi's guy. Pelosi's guy would say no. He'd go to McConnell's guy. McConnell's guy would go, why don't you try this? Like, you know, he wasn't exactly saying no, but he wasn't going to do anything to go against Pelosi. The reason for that is because McConnell would have told his guy, do whatever Pelosi wants. And that is because, in my mind, McConnell and Pelosi had the same goal, and it was to make Donald Trump look as bad as possible. Jesus. Oh, my God. Don't you think? McConnell prides himself on being bipartisan. I've been around in this business, I think, a little too long to even (laughs) use reason. I have to revert to almost movies to get a feel for what's going on. So I go back to a movie from the 1960s. That was entitled Z by Costa Gravis. I don't know anyone remembers that movie. It was set in Greece and it was about a, a um, right wing coup in Greece done by a left wing filmmaker, Costa Gravis, about a coup. Oh, it's unbelievable yeah. to watch it again. It was a great yeah. film. I, I'm a film buff. And of course, it's this conspiracy of how it all was pulled off where it made it look like the other side did it. Huh? So it's called Z. Z, just Z, the letter Z. Greek movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're, you're going to find it fascinating. I mean, it's something to ah. sit back, watch it on television if you can get it somewhere. I don't even know it's around. But I have I never forgot that. I saw it in 1968. Certain films from that era were so yeah. great. Of course, they're all left wing oriented movies, but they yeah. were so well done, whether it was by Godard or any of the other filmmakers of that era. So this was a, a conspiracy about how they set up a riot and a shooting in the streets of Athens during a protest and made look like the other side did it. Right. Okay. You're going to love it. Yeah. You're going to love it. Hey, if you decide to produce the film, I will play some role in that, in that movie. <laughs> the Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Miranda, this is very serious business, and we're trying to, you know, make light of it in a way so we don't go crazy altogether. In your latest column here is what you write. Contrary to what apologists have been saying since Carlson began airing the footage, all this material has not previously been made available to the J6 defendants, some of whom have been jailed without trial for two years in violation of their constitutional right to a fair and speedy trial. Are they really in jail without trial? Yes. How? Some for months, some for years. Well, 
they get picked up in their home states and then they are not allowed to, uh, you know, stay in jail in their own home state. They have to get shipped to the D.C. Gulag. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I asked some of the lawyers why that was. One of them said he thinks it's because they wanted all the J6 prisoners together so that they could listen in on their conversations and find out more about what went on that day because they're desperate to find a conspiracy. Um, and, you know, after two years, they haven't been able to find one. Anyway, so then they're in the D.C. Gulag. They're denied bail. The um, D.C. judges are all very unfair. You're allowed to de- wait, they're allowed to deny him habeas corpus? Yes. yes. It's impossible to believe. It's impossible to believe, but it's true. I wouldn't believe it, but this is what's happening. They're, they're 24 months, 20, sorry, 26 months. Uh, somebody told me yesterday someone's been in there for. Um, you know, it goes, uh, for instance, Richard Bigo Barnett, who's the guy who put his feet up on the desk in Nancy Pelosi's office, not Nancy's office, but in her, her assistance desk. I mean, a- any insult to Nancy Pelosi, she's Sicilian. She is going to just, you know, cut your fingers off and feed you to the fishes. And that's <laughs> what she's done to poor old, poor old Big O Barnett. Luckily, Big O Barnett, who's, who was a window staller in Arkansas, um, uh, he he managed to get Joe McBride, who's this wonderful New York lawyer I was telling you about, um, who, who was started off as a public defender. And um, so so he, he managed, Joe McBride managed to get him out of jail. I think if Big O did not have Joe McBride for his lawyer, he would still be in jail. But he still spent about a year in jail. Miranda, who's paying this lawyer? McBride, where's the money coming from? Um, I don't entirely know. I know mm-hmm. that I know that Big O has had a GoFund, not a GoFundMe, whatever the one GoFundMe won't won't look after those people, but a Give Send Go. So he's had a Give Send Go fundraiser. I don't know how much it was a GoFundMe page, and they took it down. GoFundMe deleted it, right? They wouldn't. Yeah, let yeah. Them. GoFundMe won't help. But what no, if no, what? What if listeners want to help this defense fund? What do they do? So there's a um, there's a generic one called the Patriot. I wrote about it in my column today. Oh, um, it's called the Patriot Defense Fund or something. Um, and I'll just find it. It's run by a woman whose niece, whose nephew, is one of the J six prisoners, and she's just a, a mother of four from New Jersey. And she just got to know some of the defendant, the fa- the other families. You know, there are men, breadwinners, who have been taken away from their families, from their wives and children, who are struggling financially, have had to move back in with relatives. Um, you know, they've they've had business, small businesses, that like floor sanding operations and so on, like restaurants, all have gone kaput because they've been in jail for so long. And, mm. um, you know, and... And, you know, there are also people who, well, while I find this, I just am reminded of um, there's a guy in New York who's in the Upper West Side and he was a, he's a single man, he's around 65, and he's been a block precinct captain for, you know, decades. And he uh, went to the Capitol on January 6th. He's not even a Trump supporter, but he was keen on a woman who was that he just met. So he went down to meet her, saw the rally. Then she had a hotel that he went back to her. hotel. So he was just there because he liked this woman. 
he liked this one, went back to the hotel. Nothing saucy went on because they were with a bunch of other friends, but they were just there taking photos of each other, you know, raiding the minibar, having snacks. <laughs> um, and this was all at the time the riot was going on. So they're having a, a you know, having a fun time. And so then after the riot, he wanders on down to with his friends to the Capitol to see what ha- has happened. It's all over. And they don't go inside, but they just walk around and look oh, at the no. detritus. Anyway, next thing, he's at home in New York, asleep, and uh, FBI comes barging in, you know. And, um, wait, wait, they raided him in New York days later for doing what? No, months, months later, months for doing, months later. For doing just what? For being, for being at the Capitol. I, they may have, I don't know how they found him. They, they're apparently geofencing um, around the Capitol. So anyone who had a mobile phone active during, you know, in that day. The right yeah. to peaceably assemble, I thought, was in the in the uh, United States Constitution and or Bill of Rights, isn't it? Yeah. Well, you know, what else is worse than that? I mean, yes, you're right. Um, but the other thing is that that what the what they've done after the fact is they've redrawn a map of, of the Capitol grounds to to put certain areas off limits that were never labeled off limits on the day. Oh, so, my God. It's worse than they, Z. This is like the yeah. movie Z, but worse. <laughs> no, it is. I swear this is far worse. This is absolutely yeah. a fascistic plot to destroy the yeah. opposition in every way possible. It's something yeah. you'd expect from Tiananmen Square. All that was missing was Pelosi uh, marshalling tanks against these people. I wonder, you just reminded me of something. You know how, how Biden boasts all the time about all the face-to-face hours he spent with President Xi. And I always think to myself, Xi Jinping, I mean, he's not a a nice man, but he's smart. He was a chemical engineer. Mm. And I always think it must just have been unbearable for him to have to sit for hours and hours listening to Joe Biden talking about corn pop and boasting about himself and how boring it must be and have it translated. But maybe it was the other way around. Maybe Xi Jinping was teaching Biden about how to be an authoritarian. Oh, watch out, Miranda. Mm. You've you've just expanded the perimeter of the no-go zone (laughs) around this story. It now extends all around New York City. Oh, my goodness. I can't find. I can't, oh, here we are. Here I'm just I am trying to find because I yeah, yeah, the to defense fund people to the defense fund. And it is called the um, Patriot Freedom Project. Hold it. I'm going to make sure we know that the Patriot Freedom Project. Yes. And it's run by a woman called Cynthia Hughes. No, and- I'll tell you right now, I, w- I would tell you if, immediately people will be afraid to contribute for fear. They're going to go on a list, an FBI list. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a terrible thing. That's what Um, they've done. They've not only intimidated the American people who were on 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 this side, they've contributed even middle middle road. People would be afraid to be associated with any even defense fund now. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered and raw. So, Miranda, this story is is gone already. Do you think it's gone from the news now? Uh, Not really, because I think now, you know, it's once the truth gets out there and what we're seeing at the moment is this just cornucopia of truth bombs. 
Uh, and and that's part of the reason why, uh, you know, we've moved on momentarily from the January 6th footage. And it's because, you know, we've had Anthony Fauci um, has now been exposed for <sighs> lying and deceiving and pretending he had nothing to do with a paper that he cited that um, debut, he, you know, supposedly disproved, didn't really, um, the lab leak theory. Uh, and that just points the finger at Anthony Fauci. Why is he so desperate, putting so much effort into disproving the lab leak theory, which is the most probable? And increasingly, intelligence um, services around the world are saying that. Um, so what what is he hiding? Well, we know what he's hiding. He was a big fan of gain-of-function research. And he, uh, when the Obama administration um, put a moratorium on it, short-term ban or pause, um, he just basically decided to outsource it to the Wuhan lab in China via a proxy, this very weird little outfit in New York called EcoHealth Alliance with, with a very weird Englishman who's in charge of it <laughs> um, called Peter Daszak, who's a very good friend of Anthony Fauci, very, very good friend. But Fauci's so, been very, very obviously working for Big Pharma since the AIDS epidemic. I, I've mentioned it a hundred times. I lived through the AIDS era. I remember what went on. He's it's impossible to believe a bureaucrat lasts over 40 years in Washington. It's unheard of. Some deep money is behind him. Mm, he, uh, I remember the early days of the AIDS epidemic. I remember what he did with uh, the uh, antiviral that came out at the time. He was pushing that instead of talking about containing the virus the way it should have been yeah. contained through behavioral means and through actually public health means, which would have been logical. He only talked about drugs, AZT. He was a drug pusher then. He's a drug pusher now. He's probably the wow. biggest drug dealer in the world. Wow. Yeah. In my Isn't opinion. Interesting? In my opinion. From oh, AZT oh. to today with Anthony Fauci, it's a new cartoon I'm doing. <laughs> wow. That's it's very sinister, really. Oh, it's awful. Way. Look, Miranda, we're living in, in a new age right now. Yeah. We're talking here and we're enjoying ourselves. But we may be the last breath. We may be enjoying the last breaths of freedom in this country by what I'm seeing going on. So now the last thing I know you're busy. Look, this comes out hours ago or yesterday. Tucker Carlson scorned for Trump revealed in court papers by David Bowder of something news. Uh, whoever you are. And it says that Carlson's texts show that at the court papers, it says that he was um, hating Trump. Is that true? Do you think that's true? Look, I've read um, a lot of these texts. Um, it's, I, I don't think that's true. I mean, I think he was just expressing what everyone with a brain was feeling at the time. What the hell was Trump doing? Ah. The Georgia, the Georgia um, runoff was ah. the most important thing. And Trump just would not shut up about, and he would not get off, this mm. obsession mm. with, you know, dominion machines and stealing no. the election and blah de blah You know, if if we could have at least shut him up and got him to get <laughs> yeah. on board and, and get the Georgian people out to vote so that the Republicans didn't lose the Senate, the country would not have gone through the pain that we've gone through the last two years. And, you know, you can see just, just in the last month, since the Republicans have taken back control in the House, yes, yes. how everything has changed. Yes, it has. Everything. The yes. narratives have been exploded. 
the, 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 it's enormous. You know, the power that you can have if you control. It's getting rid of Pelosi one- that did it. They got rid of the most evil woman in American history. It'll be mo- if we ever survive this era, there will be a historian to say that the country was, in fact, under the control of a of a fascist for a number of years. And so people say, oh, the Republicans didn't win anything wrong. They won the House and they've shaken the entire landscape up. Miranda. Absolutely. And I, I'm really sick of the defeatists who go and say, oh, you know, there wasn't a red wave, blah, blah, blah. The Republicans won the House. Yes. And that's everything. They, they are just, they're, they're exploding the narrative day after day. They are putting the Democrats, all the bad guys are on the run. They're all panicking. Um, you know, Joe Biden's agenda is dead in the water. And if even if the tax Trump, raise, even the tax raise, you think it's dead? Yeah, I think everything's dead. Well, you know, unfortunately, there's Mitch McConnell in the That's Senate, what I'm you know? saying. Who, who, who's he? Who's he working for? Um, but uh, uh, the but China shipping. I mean, he's working for the China shipping company. Well, you know, it made me sick to see him. I, I don't like to speak ill of him because I know he's, um, you know, fallen over and I wish him all the best. And I hope, I hope he has a speedy recovery. Yes, we um, both wish uh, the gobbler a speedy <laughs> hopping from the hospital bed. Yeah. I used to really admire Mitch McConnell because he has a real way with words. But it's just words. Come on, Miranda. Away with words, the gobbler. Since when can a turkey speak English? (laughs) (laughs) He's a very smart man. But um, he must be. He's he's running the Senate. He must be smarter than me. Well, yeah. And there he (laughs) is with Joe Biden, his friend, Joe Biden, who called out to him, his friend, during during that despicable inauguration speech where he called called Trump supporters half the country. He called them um, fascists. Uh, and that's that's his friend Mitch McConnell who goes to Kentucky and stands next to him and and applauds the trillions of dollars that he's wasting on pork barreling. So I don't know. But anyway, it doesn't matter. The Senate, at least we've got the House. We, they, the Republicans have got the House. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, if Trump had just shut his mouth and been a team player, uh, before the Georgia runoff, then uh, the Republicans would not have lost the Senate. They should not have lost the Senate. Look, you're right. I had said in that last three months before the election, if someone could tell Donald to please stop tweeting, disappear, if he just shut his mouth from October through <laughs> the election, he would have been president. Yeah. But he wouldn't stop. He can't stop. He has an, an issue, as you know. Now, I I must tell you this, Miranda, you know, I do a small appearance now and again on Newsmax TV and they're very friendly to Donald Trump. And they had me on before his rally last Saturday and they didn't know what I was going to say. I'm kind of the wild card in a way. (laughs) So I'm the I'm just before Trump comes on. They ask me, what do you think? What would you like Trump to say? Just stand a question. I said, well, look, Trump's war continues, blah, blah, blah. I said, but I got to say something that you may not like. And I saw they were getting ready to cut me off. I said he's got to stop attacking the Santas because he's alienating more people than he is gathering to his side. People do not. And they started. I saw that. I felt the producer talk to the host. I saw it and she was ready to cut me. But I said, you got to let me finish. I said, listen to me. I'm doing this because I'm a friend of Donald's. And unless he stops attacking the Santas, he's never going to win again. People do not like it. I said, it's not 2016 anymore. This issue yeah. of being being in, in Queens 
at a high school debating society or at the New York Military Academy chopping the other guy's legs off. It was fun. But we're way past that. Moreover, DeSantis is a very distinguished, successful governor, and it's yeah. not working. People like him. And the only way I, I and I they they let me finish. There's really only, only one way for Trump to handle this. And I don't know that he can, which is to simply say this, Miranda, I've never even said it publicly. I'm going to say it uh, on this podcast. His position should be DeSantis is a great guy. I helped make him governor and he will make a great president one day. It's just not his time yet. That's it. Yeah. That's the yeah. end of the story. That's the perfect yeah. answer. Yeah. He won't yeah. do it. No, no. I may and see him next week at Mar-a-Lago, by the way. I don't know what's going to happen. Miranda, you got to hear the rest of the story. So the, the, the TV goes off that night, Saturday. I'm alone in my house in California. You know, after the show, I'm watching TV alone. It's 930 at night here. I'm in a dark room in flannel pajamas, clicking around Netflix and whatnot. <laughs> and the the iPhone rings. I don't know who's calling me at nine o'clock. No one calls me at this hour. And there's Chris Ruddy and they're screaming, cacophony, <gasps> yelling. They're at they're at Mar-a-Lago at a party celebrating the oh, rally. And really? Chris, Chris is a friend of mine. He says, Michael, how are you? We wish you were here. I said, OK, well, OK, I maybe he says someone wants to say hello. Donald comes on the phone. He said on my iPhone, he says, Michael, how are you? I haven't seen you in a while. How are you doing? I said, wow, Mr. President, what an honor. You know, I you did see me in a way. I was your warm up act tonight on Newsmax TV. So he <laughs> said, oh, yes, I heard about that. I'll watch it tonight. Needless to say, oh. Miranda, needless to say, Miranda, I have not heard from them since. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I'll bet you someone told Chris Ruddy would have told him that you said that. Chris is a great guy. He, Chris yeah. would have told him afterwards. I know Donald. Donald would have said, what did he say about me? That's all he would have. Right. He wouldn't have even yeah. watched it. He doesn't have the patience, yeah. you know. But it's not, you know, the thing is, the worst thing you can do for somebody like Donald Trump in a leadership position is to just tell them what they want to hear. Thank you. I'm you from Queens. Tell a proper friend tells, tells I you the I said truth. that. And the reason he likes me is he knows I'm not a yes man. He also knows I'll yeah. tell him what I think. And he'll disagree with me because I grew up with this. It's like my dad all over may rest in peace. No matter what I said, he said I was wrong. And I would say, yo, you may think I'm wrong, but I'm right. You're wrong. I had that with Donald Trump on Air Force One. He said, you're wrong. When I said you need me because I'm an independent, I'm not like Sean Hannity, who has your audience, your core audience. They're ready for you. You need someone who's speaking to a broader. No, I don't. He would say to me, he said to me on Air Force One in, in the famous ice, uh, hot dog summit. Uh, in the flying Oval Office. And I said, no, you do need me because I'm trying to swing votes towards you from the center. No, you're wrong. I said, OK, I'm wrong. And then the hot dogs came out and I was starving because I had not eaten all day. And Donald's so sensitive. The tray is delivered to him. And he sees my eyes dart on the hot dogs and he says, would you want one? I love the guy because he's such a, a actually very sensitive man. What yeah, president in the United States, what president of the United States would say to some Loudmouth talk show host, would you like one of his hot dogs? Yes. And that does not surprise me. He's, right. He's a really generous and, as you say, kind of sensitive, socially he, adept man. It's yes. surprising. He's so different from what the public persona, persona is. Yeah, but Miranda, you, you can tell more about a man through the little things than the big things, is what I say. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't think Biden would offer me a hot dog unless it was. Uh, produced in San Francisco by Pelosi Sausage Factory. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry I diverged to the hot dog summit aboard Air Force One. 
home of borders, language, culture, the Savage Nation. You're not going to be in Florida next week by any chance, are you? No, why? I'm going to be there next week, starting on the 16th, God willing, 17th. And I've asked Chris to get together at Mar-a-Lago because I know where what will come of it. If I say I'm going to be there, maybe, just maybe, you know, be a round table. Ah, fantastic. I'd be very interested. Can we include you? That. Can I tell Chris you want to be there? Yeah, why not? Would you, would you, if I told, because I told Chris I was going to interview you tonight because in a couple of hours I'm going to be on, on uh, Jen's show. And I'm going to say I spoke with Miranda Devine about the Jan 6 thing. And I was shocked to learn that there are people who are still in prison. I really yeah. didn't know. I didn't know that. Yeah. Held without bail. I never heard of this. Without bail. I know. I didn't think it was possible. If this was happening in Russia, we'd be carrying on and saying how unfair it is. Did you see there was a tweet from the president of El Salvador the other day? He says, how can the American government is criticizing us <laughs> for putting criminals in jail and we're not allowed to criminalize to, to criticize them for putting innocent people in jail. Oh, boy. Well, you know, that's because he thinks that there's a, a sensitivity to the truth yes. somewhere in the media in America. And it's quite limited, I think, as you well know. Miranda, any final thoughts or words about let's limit it to the January 6th event and the um, unreasonable and illegal and undemocratic imprisonment and treatment of these people? Um, look, I think what Joe McBride, who's the lawyer who I have the most respect for, who has spent just countless hours the last two years, um, you know, really living through this with these people and is their only lifeline and is a devout Christian. Um, and, and that's what I guess gets oh, him through. Oh, I, I, he I has a lot of strikes for- against him. Almost all the men who are locked up in the D.C. Gulag are military veterans. Oh, my God. Um, And they gather at 9 p.m. every single day to pray together and uh, say the national anthem. Oh, my God. They've not lost faith in the country. Oh, Lord, this is awful. They've treated them so badly. Oh, this is awful. It's worse than I thought. Yeah. So um, in his words, he says, when people realise the cruelty and the injustice of what's been done to these people, um, it, it, they're going to be so ashamed. It's you know one of the most shameful periods of American history. And the reason it's happened, I think, is because the Democrats, you know, with crafty Nancy Pelosi and Adam Schiff and all their practice liars that they have, Jamie Raskin, oh. the rest of Joe Joe Biden, they're all they're all they lie for a living. They lie instinctively. Yes. Oh, they're, they're, they're pathological liars. Pathological. pathological. There's, there's a video of Nancy Pelosi. It's 3 p.m. on January 6th, and she's with Schumer in a, some safe room, right, and her daughter's filming her. Oh. And she, she says in that video, knowing full well she's being videoed, she says, oh, I heard that those Trump supporters have been defecating all over the house. It's going to take a long time to clean up all the poo-poo. I mean, that was just such that you can say everything. Everything is encapsulated in that horrible, casual That was in her mind? But, you know, those Trump supporters, if you look at the video that Tucker showed, they are walking around in a very polite way between the, the, the ropes 
um, they were, you know, they, there was there's one footage of a guy picking up some sort of podium or something that's been knocked over. I saw, but Miranda, who, who were the idiots who were breaking the windows, though? Come on, who were they? Yeah, I don't know who they were. Who knows? I mean, are they in, wait, are they in jail? The ones who were smashing in the windows? I, I think, yes. I think that um, from memory, there are some people who, I mean, they got strict sentences, but I, I'm all for tough law and order. It's just a pity that it's not applied equally. But, um, you know, I, they certainly deserve to go to jail, the vandals and the people who fought the police and Absolutely. hurt the police. The vandals, um, no, the vandals. No one condones that at all. But, but they were such a small minority of the numbers that went into the capital and are all being treated or went just outside the capital and are still getting raided. They didn't even go inside. Or the ones who, who walked through open doors that were being held open by cops, like Jacob Chansley. Um, we don't know. We haven't got to the bottom of the story of, of Nancy Pelosi and Mitch McConnell's role in stopping the National Guard coming. I guess we mm. may never know. Yes, that would have stopped the whole thing because the National Guard would have been there with, with guns and then they wouldn't have gotten onto the Capitol grounds. Before you leave, it says you are a reformed mathematician, which I didn't know, and a mother of two. And I'm not going to ask about your children. That's a private thing. But if your children were to ask you and say, Mommy, are these people who are in jail, are they going to get out soon? What would you say to them? I would say that I think that now that um, that narrative of the Democrats has been exploded, um, that there's more chance that justice will be done. But it's a little bit late. You know, people have committed suicide. Oh, Lord. Um, I don't. Families have been broken up. Businesses have been ruined. Um, but I do think. You know, none of them are in jail for a particularly long time, although Big O Barnett is facing 47 years jail for putting his feet up on the desk in um, Nancy Pelosi's office. Maybe a Republican president will come in and pardon the ones who've been really unjustly treated. Um, maybe their sentences might be scaled down. Maybe some who are still to um, to go to trial will be allowed out on bail. Maybe the the, the lawyers requests for a change of venue because these people are never going to get a fair trial when it in, with a DC jury Absolutely which has been not. so poisoned um all of that is so unjust so, a jury of their uh, peers good luck michael savage a host like no other so miranda we are listening we're listening to you and we're listening to me and we're analyzing this but what about the liars themselves on the January 6th committee, the mm -hmm. kangaroo court? Are there no consequences for perverting justice? No, no, seems not. I mean, these are the same people who who lied about Donald Trump in the Ukraine impeachment. Um, they lied about January 6th. They lied about the Russia collusion hoax. Mm. Uh, they lied about the Hunter Biden laptop. Mm -hmm. um, you know, but they don't just lie. They they had control of the FBI and it seems some other elements of the federal bureaucracy, the intelligence services, and they ha now have control of social media, as we see from the Twitter files. Mm -hmm. And uh, today, in another fantastic 
um, move by the Republicans. They had their subcommittee for the uh, weaponization of the federal government, I think it's called, at Jim Jordan's um, committee. He's doing a great and job. They, yeah, and they had Matt Taibbi and um, Michael Schellenberger, who were the two independent journalists who Elon Musk allowed to look at the Twitter files. And um, it's extraordinary. They're there and they're telling a story about how the federal government has weaponized the kind of terrorism, anti-terrorism bureaucracy that grew up after 9-11 to um, go after and penalize free speech that just, there's nothing wrong with it. It just doesn't accord with the regime's point of view. So if it's criticizing yeah. the withdrawal from Afghanistan or, or telling the truth about vaccines or telling the truth about Anthony Fauci, or how about um, telling the truth about the Russia-Ukraine war going back to 2014? Exactly. All of that, Ukraine, anything about Ukraine, anything that goes against the kind of regime narrative about Ukraine, vaccines, oh my God, pandemic. It's, it's wiped. Whatever. I've never seen anything like it. It's all censored and it's all done by the government. And this is a chilling uh, combination. It's, it's the worst kind of thing that you would find from you know, Soviet Russia or communist China, and it's happening in this country. Well, I know. The so Democrats, the next step, the next step. The Democrats are, the, are supporting it. And the, the black cars come around it. and next step, black yeah. cars come around and round me up and you up for even talking yeah. about it. How, exactly. how far are we away from that? Well, I, I would have said, I would say if, if the Democrats win the 2024 election. The leaving the country. Uh, well, I mean, that doesn't help, does it? I'm because joking, It doesn't of course, matter. There's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to go. Because if America falls, yes. everywhere falls. America yes, a thousand the percent right. country in the West. All the intelligent people I know, some of whom are very wealthy, have nowhere to run and nowhere to hide. And then they're, they're just moderates who love America. Yeah. They're terrified of what this country is becoming. Yeah. Miranda, how well, did this country fall so fast under this, this front man, Biden? How is it even possible? That so m many of our freedoms have been lost so fast. Pandemic. Remember Jane Fonda said the pandemic is God's gift to the left. She was right. <laughs> she said that. Yeah. Barbarella. During the pandemic. Barbarella said that. Yes. During the pandemic. I had no idea Barbarella could even still think. <laughs> She's an old lefty from way back. Oh, yeah. I remember Hanoi Jane in that uh, anti-aircraft picture. I'm calling this podcast the January 6th tapes with Miranda Devine. What really happened? Is that a good headline? It's great. You're, you're, just, you're a journalist, so a real one. I just, I just want to say one positive thing at the end, though, is I think that good times are coming. I think oh. that I, I do. Happy times are here again. Well, look at how much difference one small election made with a, just a tiny majority in the house huge changes in just a month yeah but if um, one of them went to jail for fabricating evidence i would say you're right if one of those liars on that kangaroo court who i watched over and over again and i was incensed watching that benny whatever his name was that sanctimonious a uh, southern crap they're crossing the bridge and we've been oppressed and we shall overcome and blah blah night after night after night with those faces right out of the Soviet Union, if any yeah. one of them was taken to prison and tried for sedition, I'd be a happier man. 
I think justice comes. It's just a little slower, and it comes a little <laughs> bit differently from the way you want it. Oh, to. you're I such mean, an optimist. Jamie, you're such Liz an optimist. Jamie got got chucked out of Wyoming. She's a loser. Crybaby Kinzinger. He's a loser. <laughs> so, Pelosi's a loser. One by one, they go down. What is Pelosi doing now? Coming to them. What is she doing oh, now? Playing with her teeth. I don't know. In the you, you see her every now and then. And the other reason I think that I think it, things are positive are I, just America has still the the seeds of goodness in it, and and if any country can fight back against this kind of authoritarian movement that seems to engulf the West, it's America. And so the twenty twenty four election, I think, you know, you just look at Ron DeSantis. I have to say it. But he's what is he forty four years old? If you were if you were writing a book and you were finding going to write up a hero, yes, who, who is going to save the country, it's you him. Could not choose, but a Trump guy. won't let that happen. It, look, it's the way America does things. There's competition. You know, there's going to be competition in the primary. May the best man win, and it's good for everybody. I, Donald Trump doesn't deserve to just walk up and take the nomination no one does he he doesn't get to make you know it's not his gift well so, if i see him at dinner if i should be invited to tomorrow uh and we do have dinner you know and it comes up i'm not going to go out of my way i'm not a fool to just you know be an antagonist it's a foolish position to take no. but if it should come up and there's a discussion about it i would i would say look I recently said to a very famous journalist, the smartest answer is Ron DeSantis is a great guy. If it wasn't yeah. for me, he wouldn't be governor, but it's just not his time yet. That's it. Leave it alone. Don't go past that, Donald. I don't think he'd agree with me, but that's what I'm going to suggest. Yeah. And, you know, some a woman said to me the other day that uh, Ron DeSantis is the future of the Republican Party. We don't want to destroy him. So, Donald Trump, you know, maybe he is the best guy to be president. He was a fantastic president when he was there yes. and he was cut down and, and crippled. And I don't know how he took it. I don't know how terrible. strong this man can be. Yeah. So he is resilient. He's the fighter, you know, and so maybe he is the guy. But he's also, what, 78 years old. And so how, how, you know, how long has he got left to be fighting? He needs, he doesn't want to destroy Ron DeSantis. And also, he might need Ron DeSantis. If Ron DeSantis does end up being president um, and, and New York and Georgia and all the rest of them keep coming after Donald Trump, um, he might need a pardon. So he doesn't want to completely antagonize oh, him. Oh, that's thinking, <laughs> that's thinking beyond the present. That's interesting. Well, maybe that self-interest will save the nation from an, mm. a warfare that will only feed the enemy, not feed the patriots. But it makes the Republicans healthier to have that kind of temp. They temper their leaders, whereas oh, the are we going to have a primary with Biden? Is he going to is he going to have to debate anyone? <laughs> I don't know who's running they'll, against them. They'll, they'll have another pandemic. They'll get found. But who out. in the world could the Democrats? I don't mean to keep you beyond our t allotted time frame. But who in the hell could they possibly encourage to uh, debate Biden? I don't know. Whoever they ran could cut him to pieces verbally because he's not fast. He's obviously got a Parkinsonian 
dementia and he could easily be turned oh. into a in, into a, a, a mud pudding. Well, he already is. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I just can't imagine him running again. You I don't feel think he's like going to run at all. Who's going to run? Well, um, Gavin. I mean, aren't they putting Gavin up? Isn't Gavin the hero? Gavin, and- Gavin's very smart, by the way. People don't know. I know him personally. Right. He's very smart. He's movie star handsome. And he's much more adept verbally than people give him credit for. You know, they undermine him. They say stupid. He's not stupid at all. He's pretty damn smart. He could be president. Absolutely could happen. I just can't see them. I mean, Biden is just being held together by sticky tape and glue at the moment. (laughs) Okay. I'll let you go. I love that. I love that generic collage of New York skyline on a nice day behind you. How did they patch that together for you? I could do one of San Francisco behind me instead of all this poster stuff. But yeah, where would I get one like that? It's on Zoom. You just go up to Zoom preference. And I just I just got a photo of the view. So and just stuck it there. Well, I could do a photo of San Francisco in its heyday in an area that I love without the streets, you know, just above the street level. Yeah, pull off the yeah, pull it off Google and and stick it in. Your- There's some beautiful architecture in our city. Miranda- I do like your background though; I love it, and I love yeah. the on air. Yeah, that's an, a tra- that's an antique uh, little thing I got bought. Love it. It does yeah. make it nice. This is a great poster of the day I was on Air Force One. Oh, well, I'll let you it. go. I mean, God, look yeah. what time it is for Miranda. It's seven yeah. minutes after seven in the big yeah. Big Apple, and I'm. I'm six minutes late for dinner. Okay, go, go. As <laughs> right. the as the See Southern you. gentleman who was a guest on my show, a judge said to me, I said, Judge, how shall I refer to you as judge? He said, no, just don't call me late for dinner. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Thanks again See for you, your Michael. time. Nice Always a pleasure. You. Thank you. Bye. Well, thank you very much for listening to today's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it and you'll learn something from it. We have about 400 other episodes available for you to listen to absolutely free. You can go back into our vast library of podcasts and listen to any one of them at any time. And remember this, if you want to listen to my podcast ad-free, sign up for the Savage Premium Membership and get access to ad-free podcasts as well as some premium content from our Savage Archives. How do you sign up for those ad-free podcasts? please visit michaelsavage.com for a link. Again, thank you for your listenership. This is Michael Savage.